right, guys, I'm Nick Lett, and today Brian and I are here with Jason Waller. He is the CEO of Power Home Solar, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about solar and uh, the technology and the market, and maybe we'll get into uh, his podcast at the end as well. So uh, thank you so much for joining us, Jason. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. It's Friday. We're living life. Sun's out. <laughs> Birds are chirping. Solar's well, you're working. You're in Florida. That's yeah. not fair. <laughs> hey, I'm newly although, although in Florida, is- though. Although it is pretty nice here today. It is pretty nice here today. It's pretty sunny out. Yeah, if you like 27 degrees and sunny, then yeah. Yeah, well, I haven't gotten outside. I'm just saying what's coming in the window. (laughs) Well, I live in Michigan as well. I'm somewhat familiar with the gray sun and the cold weather. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jason, why don't you uh, kick us off and tell us a little bit about your background and your journey to solar, you know, and energy. Yeah. So, you know, Power Home Solar, it's an American-made company. We use American-made panels and we really empower homeowners to own their power, not run it. You know, in New York, solar's booming. California, solar's booming. But a lot of the things are the PPAs or the leases. You rent your panels and they lower your rate, but there's never an end date. You know, we ask customers, what's your longest bill in your house? Nine times out of 10, they say their mortgage. It's not your power bill, it's your water bill. Lasts forever. Our goal is to reduce that bill and give them an end date by financing the solar. Here's what's cool about our company. We offer battery and storage for every customer. We offer a full-blown energy efficiency where we come in and do blown insulation, LED lights, Nest thermostats to really reduce their usage so we can customize a system for them, not just throw panels on the roof. And, you know, we've been blessed. I mean, we're in 12 states now, over 1,800 employees. We've installed solar on five NFL stadiums, one major league baseball stadium. We have an A plus with the BBB. We've been on military makeover and a couple other shows. So, you know, we're just really trying to have this whole motto of own your power and not be, you know, limited to being powerless. I mean, in today's world with everything that's happened in 2020, people don't want to lose their power. And we, as we get more electric cars coming out, we need more energy. There's not enough out there. We have to find a way to get people their energy and so and uh, power to utilize, to keep refrigeration, to protect their medicine, to charge their cars, to be able to work from home. All of that is a, is a need and a necessity that we have to continue to work to get to. You know, it's funny because you, you mentioned you mentioned solar power. You know, we were talking about this the other day. Like I have, you know, here because we go, we have outages a lot because being in the Northeast, you got snow, you got storms, you got hurricanes. You know, besides a gas generator, I actually have solar generators. You know, so I actually have both. You know, I don't have quite, I don't have solar panels on my roof, but I have a solar generator with some solar panels that I could roll out and power part of my house if power goes out. Because the sun just, you know, it's going to be sunny. Do you know what I mean? At some point. Well, people, the mindset really, when we opened up Michigan, that was our second state we opened. And it's our largest state out of 12. Michigan is more gray than New York, but it produces enough energy and the cost of power is so high that it makes sense. New York, the power is atrociously high that solar makes sense, even though it's gray because solar works in gray. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't work at night. That's why you save it in your storage and your battery and utilize what you want at night. But I'm glad that you have the solar generators. I mean, you roll them out there, get that work. And people think, oh, it's got to be bright and sunny. You got to be in Florida, Arizona. That's not true at all. It works everywhere. As long as the sunbeams are coming down, it will work. 
And, and it's clean, right? You know, you can throw a solar generator, you can bring that battery right in your house first. You know, you can't bring your, you know, your gas generator in your home. You will die. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's clean, it's safe. It's the future. I mean, I, I came from the cell phone business back before cell phones were penetrated so high, right? It was when Bell right. Atlantic was there and then it became Verizon Wireless in the early 2000s. And I remember we had to sit down with business owners and go, look, this is the future. You're not going to use your landline anymore. I believe like solar and wind and renewable in some kind of way, whether you buy into micro solar or community solar, or you get it on your roof or whatever, however it is, I believe that's more of the future. The utility companies will be more of a distributor. They'll go and create more alternative, you know, renewable energy sources to, to get the power to the grid, but we're going to be able to buy or purchase, have to pieces of grids or on our homes to be able to control our costs more. I think that's coming. Well, you brought up wind actually, and I was gonna ask about that. So there's there are plenty of alternative energy sources. So how do you know, I mean, how do you know if solar's how do you know if wind is right, wind energy is right for you compared I think, to solar? I don't think wind is great for residential. You know, yeah. for a homeowner, it's not, but for business, it can be. And in certain areas, I know Canada's got a ton of up, up you know, up towards uh, Michigan. You know, I, I think the media and some of the spinoff of what happened in Texas, they blame wind. That wasn't the case. The case is the grid is really bad in all of our states. I mean, you mentioned, you know, power outages at Michigan. Yeah. I lived there for two and a half years. Power went out 14 times. You know, right. I'm in North Carolina. Hurricanes come in, power goes out, Florida. You guys are in New York, ice, all these things. The grid is frail. It's behind times. Mm -hmm. And the utility companies can't afford to put that investment in there. That's what allows solar to really protect us from using energy on the grid and making it more frail and putting more stress on it. We're able to use what we produce first. Wind is great. I think utility companies should invest in hydro. They should invest in wind. They should invest in solar. And then they should be able to allow consumers to buy that energy I, I think that's the future. I mean, we can't keep, you know, living on coal and living on right. nuclear, which costs so much. I mean, so, clean coal is good, but it's it's not the future. We're not going to build any more plants. Right. So, do you think? Do you think? Um with the infrastructure, because, you know, people have been talking about this for decades, how the infrastructure is pretty much falling apart, especially in the older areas of the country, like, you know, in the Northeast and, you know, the areas that have been around. Do you think solar becomes a really viable alternative to replace the infrastructure? I think it helps. I mean, think mm -hmm. about this, you know, studies show that a utility company, if me and you are neighbors and I create right. and I'm using solar, how it works is I use my power first any extra I charge and build up my battery mm -hmm. for nighttime. Let's say I overproduce that. Right. Well, then that goes onto the grid and it works like water. So you're going to get that, that, that water mm -hmm. power. And the utility company will sell it to you. So they'll buy it from me, sell it to you. That saves mm -hmm. the utility company around 13% from creating it at, at their power plant, sending it to a substation and then sending it to your home. That is a lot of stress on the grid. So that's helping reduce the stress on the grid by more people having solar and utilizing their own and not buying from the grid. The utility companies might be a little nervous of profits, but they're charging meter fees. They're charging interconnection fees. Right. They're even charging distribution and moving it across the lines, even though it saves them money. They're charging that and that's okay. They're a business, but you know, the more energy, the more homeowners, the more businesses that go mm -hmm. renewable and produce their own power, the less they're putting on that grid, which then can really start to separate that. And I think the future is microgrids. Everything is dialed into what you have or what they have, and we're able to buy from each other. That's all coming. 
Right. Do you think also too, I mean, there's a lot of places where you cannot be disconnected from the grid, right? There's a lot of parts of the country where you have to be on the grid. You can't just go, Hey, I'm going to be all solar power. I'm going to be self-sustaining. You know, there are places you can, but there are a lot of places you can't do. You, how do you, with sort of like what you're talking about these microgrids, do you think the, and being able to share with each other, right? Do you think the, how do you think that's going to work with regulations in certain states or how, how is that going to, you see, how are they going to approach it? Right? Yeah. Well, we're not ready yet. I, we would never install a customer that went all renewable and no grid grid. It's the backup, right? We go right. solar energy first backup, you know, storage and battery second, use the grid as the emergency or, or overflow. Cause you're not, a lot of people think I get solar. Does that mean I'm disconnected? No, it means you're buying from the grid when it's the last case scenario, you need it. Like, okay, I need more energy. So I think what's going to happen, and, and the biggest issue is, is think of, we go back to landlines and cell phones. What about like home security systems? Remember when people got home security systems and everything was a landline, then it went GSM radio. What's going to happen in my belief is with solar energy, as we get closer to more people getting it and you know that percentage of going renewable is getting higher, I think that they're going to start reducing what they create in these utility plants like they do in Hawaii. And they're going to use that for emergency purpose purposes only as your overflow. I don't think there'll ever be a time at least soon that you'd want to be disconnected from that. That's your emergency thing. That's why some people have landlines. They're scared their cell phone won't work. You got to be able to have that option. It's like dialing 911. You don't want people to be without power and not that solar puts you without power, but God forbid you produce all this energy during the day. And then you and the wife and the kids decide to wash tons of clothes and heat the pool. And then it, the power goes out on the grid and it's two o'clock in the morning. So you don't have any power from the grid and you don't have solar and you freeze it. Right. So, yeah, you, you know, what, Right. So one way that I think also will happen is, is that battery and storage will work both ways. Right. So it'll be able to save your energy and feed you and be able to pull energy from the grid when need be. God forbid that go down. Now you're still safe. That is going to be more of the future play, I think, than cutting it off completely. I think we're always going to have to be connected for it for a long time. I mean, they took those landlines and they made them Wi-Fi. Remember AT&T, you see all these pay phones, you see all this, and they utilize that infrastructure. It's going to be the same thing for power. It'll be backups. It'll be extra to charge up and then fill up your battery. There'll be ways to do it, but the most efficient, cost-efficient way for a homeowner is really producing your own with an end date and controlling your cost, then using them as the backup. So can I ask why so many people are hesitant to start implementing solar? I mean, I know we're not really talking to the consumers, but I'm just curious, you know, what, what is it? If it's, if there are so many benefits, is it the cost? It's the mindset of the cost. People think they got to write a big check. And a lot of solar companies like ourselves will finance that. I ask people, I use the analogy of, look, you know, if you spend a thousand dollars a month filling up your car with gas and I told you, Hey, look, I can eliminate 800 of that a month and you're going to finance that for around 800. But in 10 years, that gas is going to be free for the rest of your life. So you're still paying 200 to fill up your cars and then the 800 loan. But after the 10 years, that's free. Would you do it? People are like, yeah, that's solar. But people have this mindset. They got to write a big check. It's so ugly on the roof. You know, it's not, it looks like glass. It can really, the aesthetics of it can really be sexy on a roof if it's done right. There's also op options to put it on the ground mount. There's the community solar we talked about where it's like, hey, maybe I live in a condo and I don't have roof space, but I want to have power access. You can buy into microgrids. I mean, all that is coming. I just think it's education. When we hire people at Power Home, we don't hire ex-solar people that are like fixated on, this is a tax credit thing and this is that. 
Yes, there's some benefits of tax credits, but that's not what you can't sell incentives. You got to sell value. You got to show customers that this is the future. This is peace of mind. This is giving you that energy independence. You know, us as Americans, you know, whether you're Republican or Democrat, I got to meet with President Trump in September and have a roundtable with him about solar because Republicans like solar so bad and Democrats are solar so good. And people don't realize that most buyers of solar are actually Republican. And people don't know that. I'm like, 70% of our customers are that way. Isn't that weird? It's because of how we spin things. And if people understood and were educated that this is a benefit, and this is how it works, everybody would get on board. It's an American thing. It's not a left or right or Republican or Democrat thing. It's the future. And it allows us to control our costs and give us that independence. So then what about the technology and design, like the engineering of this? How important is that? Is that currently? And, and you know, how important are those engineers in really making the future possible then? I think it's very important. I don't see panels changing very much. They have it in the last 40 or 50 years. They become more efficient. The biggest technology change has been your battery and storage. Mm -hmm. You know, we partner with Generac, who's a great company. And, you know, everybody knows them for their generators. And, you know, they bought a company called Pica Batteries and they incorporated their stuff on there. They're building software to where they can dial in and help the utility companies buy power from you from your from your battery. I mean, there's a lot of future things going on with them, but there's a lot of great battery companies out there. You know, Tesla makes their batteries and, you know, LG, all these companies out there, that's the futures. How do we get more into that battery? How can we be more efficient? I don't know if panels will change. One thing I saw cool at Michigan State is they were working on a study of like tint on, on windows. So skyscrapers can get tinted windows that create solar energy that can go down. We're going to be all creative in the next 10, 15 years to find little things that do that. But I truly see a world sooner than later where everything is working more off that. You see these shipyard boats now going off solar. Electric cars are the future. We can either get behind it or not. I bought my first electric car a month ago. I'm in love. It wasn't a Tesla. That's my competitor. It was the Porsche. But let me tell you something. I charge my car every night with solar panels on the roof. I don't have to go to a gas station. I can stop it electric place 13 minutes charge up again it is the future it's cost efficient it's clean they're fast that is where we're going and people got to get behind that and if we're going to do that we need more energy which means mm -hmm. we need to create more solar plants like and wind plants and hydro plants and people need to get it at their house so do you think, I mean, we see a lot of go in the electronic space, you see a lot going on with smart batteries and technology around the batteries managing themselves, communication with batteries, things like that. What, do, what are some of the technologies or the advances you think are going to happen with batteries in the, in the short, short, you know, short, yeah. near term future and further out? Well, right now, there's a lot of apps being created where you can manage how you're utilizing your power and your battery and storage. Like, hey, I want my house to be cooled at 70 degrees when I come in. So do it 30 minutes before me or my wife get home. Or, hey, I want to, you know, take less energy on the AC because I'm going to be gone for a few days as I'm still creating that solar and utilize that for refrigeration or storing more or charging something or heating something. Like you, you're able to access this from an app now on your phone and really have energy management on that. I think also the technology coming up will be you're able to share, like you'll be able to, it'll be like your own solar business. I mean, think about this, a utility company will not only, this is the future, we're doing some pilots with some utility companies, not only will they buy the power from you, which is net metering, but now if you have a battery and storage, they'll pay you for access to that. Then they'll buy the power at their discretion. So you're making money on this and then they're saving money because they're not buying power on the black market from other utility companies. Then they're able to sell it to your neighbor when they need more. 
So they'll take a zip code where they're like, man, we need a lot more power there. There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of usage going on there. More homes going there. And I don't want to combine, you know, DTE buying from Indiana power or what have you. Here's a way I can actually you know, take those zip codes and buy from those consumers. And now people are making money on the energy that they're making on their roof. So that technology is, is starting to, to, to grasp and starting to take off. And we're part of a couple of pilot programs that I know they do some of that in California. I'm not sure in New York. And I think that's the future. And then also like, hey, charge my, my electric car. Don't charge my electric car. It's full. Utilize this. To control what you're doing is, is amazing. We can't do that in today's power right now. That's, that's a real, you know, my neighbor was telling me about that, you know, the, the company Con Ed is paying him sometimes, but he gets money back from them because he's got the solar. <laughs> he's like, they, people need power. So, <laughs> you know, hey, this is a business tip that, you know, I'm in the solar industry, so I don't do this right now. But I, all those home storage, you know, the storage unit places, they have mm -hmm. all that roof space. It's a no brainer for them to put solar on there and just sell it back to the grid. Right. I mean, I've told a couple guys that own that, I'm like, you guys really need to just put that on there because it's a, that you're doing nothing with that roof space. You might as well make money and give power to people. I mean, it makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and what's crazy is you brought up a good point. Like, you know, the, as the batteries get smarter and smarter, they know they're charged. So they stop charging. You know, it's, it's like, if you look at, you know, like your iPhone or whatever phone, you know, originally they just kept charging. That's what was burning out the batteries. And now as these batteries get smarter and smarter, their longevity is lasting longer. And if you have all that communication going, you're just going to get more life out of those batteries and the pieces you need from solar. That's exactly right. I mean, the warranty on the battery right now is 15 years. Technology is going to change between the, it won't go bad before something cool comes out and somebody calls and says, I want the new battery. But, right. you know, even the panels have 30 years, the, the durability of, of the products that are out now and they're, you know, American made, that's, that's a game changer. You know, that is a game changer. People don't realize how, how that is important. When we switched to American made panels, we literally doubled overnight. People want to be able to give back to our people, but, but, you know, now, when I first did that, there were only two American panel companies. There's like 30 now and they're mm -hmm. growing and we need that. We all need to get behind this. Let's be cleaner. Let's be smarter. Let's be efficient. And let's have some energy independence. It's just, we got to get everybody inclined to that. And the, the, the battery and the education, the, the smartness of the batteries going forward and all these companies getting into the business, I think is so good because there's so much opportunity and different things you can do. I mean, I can't wait for some solar electric boats to come out. I mean, think about how cool that is. You plug it in, you go, you don't have to go to a dock and put gas in. I mean, and especially the cost of gas at a dock. <laughs> so high, right? And then you're waiting forever in line. I don't want to hit this buoy. Like, what do I do? It's just, you know, it's frustrating and it's, it's, you know, it's first world problems, but I mean, legit, there's, there's issues there where, you know, as we have so much information on our phone, people want things now, 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 now. And energy is going to be, we need more of it. We got to figure out a way to get there. And listen, I don't like being so codependent on the Middle East with, with, with fuel. Like, I just don't like it. It doesn't make sense for us. This is something that we can own as ours and, and really build on. Well, it sounds like the future is bright. I mean, uh, is, there, is there anything else you'd like to see happen in the, in the market, you know, over the next five, 10 years? I would love to see this not be a political issue. You know, because we do a lot of lobbying. I, I, I don't like that. And, and I blame older Republicans and younger Democrats. That's who I blame. Sorry. I blame those groups because they don't get it. And the more, if you want to argue about other things, there's other things to argue about. This is smart. This is saving money. You know, this can save the planet. This, there's so many things. You know, it's not just about saving the planet. It's not just about saving money. It's both. 
everybody wins. I think that's the biggest key is they, we have slowed down and stunted our growth because of politics in this, in this space. But I think it's starting to change. And, you know, I've seen it on both sides. You know, we have a, a council in Michigan that's majority Republican and they're so pro-solar, it's great. They're going against utility companies to raise the cap to allow more people to get it, which is fantastic. But, you know, Democrats have always, you know, predominantly been behind solar. So it, it, either way you look at it, as long as they come together, we've got enough problems in the world to argue about. Let's not make that. And then, then as long as we continue to empower, you know, businesses to get solar. I mean, think about this, their time of use that they use when plants mm -hmm. and manufacturing, you know, if we're able to get them some kind of incentives or some kind of things to entice them, it only helps our planet. It helps our grid. It helps the economy, we got to find a way to get businesses more involved to get solar. We're seeing a lot of it with like Amazon and Target. Some of the bigger businesses with great leadership, they get it. They're like, hey, this saves money and it saves the planet and it's a feel good and people get excited. Mm -hmm. You know, they gotta, we got to really, I think it's educating people, sharing more shows like your guys is that tell them what's going on because it's the mindset of, oh, what is solar? Do I got to write a big check? Is it only saving the planet? Do I really save money? Like all of those questions can really be answered if people take the time to look into it and go, oh, this really does make sense. I might be missing the boat. And soon you'll be buying your power from Amazon and Walmart directly. <laughs> like, you're, they're going to make so much that that's what's going to happen. I mean, and that's okay. That's what this is about, right? I mean, why not buy from them for less and it's clean than buy from the utility company? I mean, why not if you live close to them? There's okay. so many options there. And I know that they're doing that because they know we're going to need more energy and they can't shut down their stores or their manufacturing as electric cars charge. They're thinking ahead going, there's not enough power going on the grid. We got to be, we got to figure to be more self-sufficient. So they're just being proactive. Absolutely. Well, this, I'd like to, all right. So something not solar. I would like to hear about your podcast. If you want to tell us a little bit about that. So I won an entrepreneur, EY entrepreneur of the year award in 2019 that I was very humbled to, to win. And when I did, I grew, joined this group of brotherhood and where they're like, Hey, like, you know, this is what this is like. Now you're going to have to write a book. You're going to have to share your story. Cause I, I, I didn't go to, I didn't finish high school. I didn't go to college. I had a kid in my teens. I married my high school sweetheart. This is my third business I built from the ground up. You know, I, I do things because I chase a why, a reason, a purpose. And, you know, I was in the home security business for a long time, opened two of those did well, opened the solar company and struggled. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I loved solar. I thought it was cool. I struggled. I All the money I made in home security, I put in there. I sold my house. My wife was giving me the stink eye. I mean, I did all of this to go double down. I didn't get paid for 22 months doing this. And finally, it took off. Finally, you know, I didn't quit and it broke through and it finally, it started to turn. And we built this company. We have the best employees in the world. And my goal is to take our company public and give back to them and let them have a gain share or IPO opportunity to change their life forever. That's the mission. And during that, when I won that award, they're like, you got to tell your story more. I said, well, I've never read a book. It's a true story. So they're like, well, you should write a book. I said, well, I'm not going to write a book. Well, I started doing our TV commercials because I met this great ad agency that talked me into it. We were going to hire Morgan Freeman. They're like, save the money, you do them and we'll spend more money on the, on the, on the ads. And so I'm in all the ads. So I'm the face of the, of, of the business, but I get out there, I explain it. I'm more passionate than anybody else. And it's really taken off. And then that morphed to, well, let me do a podcast. I met some cool NFL players. So I'm like, get on the podcast. Let's have fun. Well, it took off. It became mm -hmm. a top five entrepreneur, Apple podcast, three months in a row. I've met some really good entrepreneurs. I've got some great relationships with, you know, some NFL athletes. I brought on there. I had Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank on there. Uh, David Meltzer, 
um, is a good friend of mine. I've met on there, you know, just so many relationships where I believe you got to be able to be coached and to coach. Mm -hmm. And I make, you know, people don't realize podcasts don't really make money. I mean, you've got to be, you know, the Joe Rogan's <laughs> of the world to make money. We do this to give back. We do this because we love it. I don't make a penny. It costs me money to do a podcast, yep. <laughs> and it costs, it, but I'm giving back, right? I'm, I'm giving, I'm sharing knowledge. I, it's my duty. When I get a message from somebody that says, man, your stories or your message today inspired me to take a chance and to bet on myself and to get another truck to, to do detailing or to open this, you know, online business. You can't buy that. I've been successful. I, you know, I, I've been poor, I've been rich. It doesn't, that makes me feel whole. What feels whole is helping people and people I don't even know. It just completes me. And so I love that. I'm addicted to that. The podcast, you know, true underdog podcast. That's what it's about. It's about storytelling, giving back, going over different things. I talk about anxiety. I talk about purpose. I talk about bet on yourself. It is not PG 13. You know, I, I play to my audience and sometimes my audience likes a little fire. I give them fire when I feel like it's appropriate, but it is a really inspiring, you know, entrepreneurial podcast. I give tips, you know, how to grind, how to, you know, you don't pay yourself, you pay yourself last, you re you pay your people, you pay your vendors, you reinvest. You know, I go through some of these details of being an entrepreneur and then building a big business. And, you know, it, I think it's beneficial. I'm told from a lot of people that email or call it's beneficial. And so it started to take off. I love it, which that led to me to be challenged by Heather Monahan, who's like the boss babe in heels out of Florida. You know, she's got a great story and a great podcast. And she wrote a book called Confidence Creator. And so I got on her podcast and she challenged me on her show. You got to write a book. I'm like, Heather, I never read a book. You're going to write a book. So the goal was I had till November. I'm done with the book. It comes out in July. Just so you know. Oh, that's oh, awesome. What's it called? It's called Own Your Power, No Permission Required. Very cool. Check that out. And you got power in there. And you got to play. Well, because <laughs> Own Your Power is your mind, your, ah. your, your guidance, your map, your, 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 you know, everything, your dedication, your confidence. You got to own that. Mm -hmm. And your solar power. And <laughs> own the power of solar. It all ties together. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. when the book comes out you're gonna to have to come back on we'll, we'll absolutely absolutely yeah it's supposed to come out in july i didn't physically write it. i have a ghostwriter. i'd like talk to her for 40 hours and i love her <laughs> she wrote david coggins book and she's like this is gonna be epic so she's jacked <laughs> i'm jacked we'll see what happens i don't know what to expect but we'll see i'm excited i'll definitely come back on though that's awesome we can't we're excited for that thank you but um all right so let us know where we can learn more about well, solar power, power yeah, home power. solar. I'm not gonna mess it up. I didn't want to mess it up because you 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 mind after me before, and I thought I was gonna mess it up. <laughs> Some people do that, like powerhouse solar. I'm like, no, powerhouse is a gym. We're power home solar, but that's okay. <laughs> it happens all the time. Um, you know, I, you can go to powerhome.com and you can learn about solar energy, whether it's for your business or for your home, you're looking for a great career. We're always adding great people to be part of a mission of what we're building. You know, we have a motto at Power Home called BAM, build a movement, one panel, one customer, one employee, one vision, and one mission at a time. Everybody's buying in. You know, we love what we do. So you can go there to check me out. You go to jasonwaller.com or on Instagram, jasonwallerbam, and uh, the podcast is True Underdog. Awesome. And your book comes out in July. So we'll, uh, we'll yes. update everybody when that's out. Thank you. Awesome. Super excited. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank this you. is a lot of fun. You're awesome. Thank you so much.